So to call it momentous is an understatement. Queen Elizabeth passing away at age 96. We talked about it on Toronto Today for Friday, September the 9th. Some thoughts about her legacy, her impact, not just on politics and uh, charity and our view of the monarchy, which is complicated. There's no doubt about it. And I don't mean to wash away uh, terrible things about the past uh, from the monarchy and from imperialism and colonialism. But it is part of the legacy among uh, the good and the difficult. No question about it. We talk about that on Toronto Today earlier. I think we feel that sense of togetherness uh, a little more than usual uh, because someone meant something to so many of our parents and our grandparents and our uncles and aunts and may still mean something uh, to us. I talked about the media coverage of this uh, and how I always use the phrase, it's kind of a one-story morning, but that only happens 11 or 12 times a year. It's the morning after an election. It's losing somebody that is so iconic to generations, like three generations, three and a half really, of people and uh, or or um, an actor has to slap another actor at an award ceremony. It was one of those three. One of those three things has to has to bring us together. And this has now uh, Britain has a new king and a nation. The United Kingdom is mourning Queen Elizabeth II. This is the only British monarch I've ever known. OK, five decades of, uh, of, of life in my fifth decade of life, five decades of life. Very volatile age. Going through a world war, going through certainly um, personal tragedy of of her own. Great Britain begins a 10-day mourning period today. The funeral is expected to be on the 19th of September, a week from next Monday. And uh, there's going to be a 96-gun salute planned in London today with bells tolling everywhere. And that's one for each year of the Queen's unbelievable life. It didn't always have to go this way. One of the things I, I remember considerably about sort of that affinity I feel for the United Kingdom is, and I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a monarchist. I wouldn't call myself an abolitionist. I'm fascinated by it all, but that doesn't mean I, I have a, I don't have a hard opinion on it one way or the other. It's not unlike the entire concept of like, Hey, and I, we struggle with this. It feels like now, some people want to mourn and will mourn the loss of this and the passage of time. And some people will look and say, uh, don't mourn. I don't understand that. I don't understand people who tell other people how they should feel about things. Uh, and there's always great debate about what should you cancel? What should you delay? Um, no doubt you, you can make the point. Owen Jones is a uh, columnist for The Guardian in the United Kingdom, and he makes the point I understand many people wish to mourn, but the mass cancellation of events means a sudden loss of income for many people who are low paid and in insecure work during a massive social crisis. There is that which has not gone away. So the idea is there should be a compensation scheme. If you're working in transit tomorrow, if you're working uh, at a restaurant, if you're working at one of the football matches, that's probably going to be postponed tomorrow. Yes, all of that. You've you've lost your income for the weekend, um, potentially want to mourn, mourn. You want to continue your life? Absolutely feel free. One of those days uh, yesterday, and I think we had that feeling when we left the air. I was sure of it. I was absolutely sure. Uh, but you don't want to predict things like that. And uh, and there's no, <laughs> you don't get prizes 
for predicting uh, the passing of a 96-year-old monarch. Um, remember also, this is now a transition point to King Charles III and what he will mean for Canada, what he will mean for you know everyday people like you and me in Toronto, I don't know. I don't have a feeling for that. Are we going to all watch the coronation of King Charles III? We'll have the option to. And how do you possibly follow something so, and someone so iconic? And if you just do the raw math, how long is Charles going to be king for? Honestly, 15 years max, maybe? What Philip did living to 101 and what Queen Elizabeth did living to 96, you don't see that very often. You don't see public figures. Jimmy Carter's still alive, and he's in his mid-90s, the former U.S. president. But it is rare. It is not unprecedented, but it's extremely rare. Here's the announcement yesterday with BBC News announcing the sad news of Queen Elizabeth II's passing. A few moments ago, Buckingham Palace announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. The palace has just issued uh, this statement. It says the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The King and the Queen Consort will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. Within the past few minutes, Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. So that was yesterday in the afternoon for us, uh, evening time, early evening time for people in the United Kingdom. And, and given that it's we're getting towards lunchtime there, 11, 11 in the morning right now, UK time, uh, no doubt there'll be more announcements, more reaction. The big thing that's happening today, and it won't happen during our show, but it happens a little later on, is Charles speaking uh, in, in essence, what is a what is a statement? He's going to meet with senior members of parliament. He's going to meet again with Liz Truss, who's the new prime minister of the United Kingdom. And uh, she had a job anyway, coming in off a off a scandal plagued Boris Johnson. Liz Truss said this yesterday about Queen Elizabeth II. In the difficult days ahead, we will come together with our friends across the United Kingdom, the Commonwealth and the world to celebrate her extraordinary lifetime of service. It is a day of great loss, but Queen Elizabeth II leaves a great legacy. And it's something in the culture too, isn't it? There is, sometimes politicians can't really penetrate pop culture. Sometimes they can't, but this was an obvious one. This was an obvious one. When I saw Queen Elizabeth II, I saw my grandmother. I saw my grandmother. I saw a very similar attitudes, a sternness, uh, and yet a humanity, never an unkind word about anybody. And if she had it, do we all not have unkind thoughts sometimes? She kept it to herself. She showed up. My grandmother was somebody, my mom's mom was somebody who showed up and knew there was a job to do. She lost her husband really, uh, well, early in being grandparents. When I was only nine years old, I lost my grandfather in a car accident. She just showed up. You show up, you do the work. It's just that simple. You make sure no one thinks you're cutting corners. And I don't know anybody that could say, well, Queen Elizabeth did that. You can have a debate about this and a conversation about that. And it can be political about the monarchy. It can be political about uh, the United Kingdom's place in the world. You can talk about colonialism. You can talk about whether or not we want to be more free from the United Kingdom than we already are. You can have all those conversations. But what I don't think you can talk about is her influence on culture and her influence on humanity. 
I mean, look at the relationships just with prime ministers. 13 prime ministers, starting with Louis St. Laurent. Who else is alive today that had a relationship with Louis St. Laurent? And how about a bit of a cool factor? This is from 10 years ago. Queen Elizabeth in a skit, a skit with Daniel Craig playing James Bond with them going to the opening ceremonies of the 2012 Olympics. I'll have to talk through some of this, but this is basically Daniel Craig coming into her chambers as she's in her office place, whatever, as she's making notes. Now, I'll walk you through this with the music in the background. They're walking through the hallways of Buckingham Palace. They're walking with the corgis. But eventually, how are they getting to the Olympics? Skydiving from a helicopter. It wasn't actually the Queen. I hope I didn't spoil anything there. James Bond epic starring Daniel Craig and Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> I don't know who the announcer was. You got to bring a little more than that. I listened to that last night and I'm like, you got to you got to dial it up a little bit. That's a 7 out of 10 for uh, for energy. It's the freaking Queen and James Bond and it's your Olympics. Do a little more. You gotta give me a little more energy. I need a do you believe in miracles? Yes, or something like that. Anyway, she rose to the occasion. She didn't tell anybody in her family she was doing that. That's incredible to me. Charles didn't know. Uh, Camilla didn't know. Nobody else knew that she was in that sketch. And then we watched it. My wife was in the Olympics in London. And I remember messaging her going, you wouldn't believe what's on TV right now. She's like, oh, I'm, she was at the opening ceremonies and uh, at uh, at London's new Olympic stadium and uh, in North London now. And she could see exactly what that was. It was quite the memory. 